0: Everybody
1: Biscuits and Groovy My name is Tyler
0: Yep And I'm Alex <laughs> Welcome To the Biscuits and Groovy podcast Episode What would it probably be like 53 now? Somewhere, Somewhere in there yeah. yeah Yeah I think that sounds right <laughs> But Allison Change, baby
1: Yeah baby Very cool Not Allison Chains. Yeah, Alex Alex and Chains Oh, no, interesting <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Yeah, we're Retroactively changing their name To mm-hmm. mirror you
0: yeah, Alice in Wonderland. What, what kind of chains in are you chains. and Alex? Um, whatever whatever she's into. Whoa.
1: <laughs> you know you know that song in <laughs> Rihanna uh I can't remember what it's called, but um Six and Stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. You know that, that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's post a post while back. It was some girls like my little brother had never heard the term Six and Stones May Break My Bones, but words will never hurt me like the original saying. Oh, okay. And so some kid uh like, at at uh, school, made fun of him. And he said, six and times break my bones, but Whips and Chains excite me. <laughs> and she's like, and then think I made fun of you even more. Yeah. jeez. like, yeah, damn. Yeah, that'll get you. Pop culture, baby. Yeah, dude. not be in a BDSM at the age of eight. You mean he probably doesn't know what it is. That's what I'm saying. But hey. Alice in Chains. Yeah. Alice in Whips and Chains. Alice
0: Whips and Chains. Excite me. Okay, what do we got first, Alex? Man in the Box, baby. Oh, man. Probably the... Yeah, let's see. What did it I say? would. I mean... Yeah, yeah I mean def- definitely most, they're most played most laid by far okay but yeah we're gonna play a lot of the big the big ones the biggers yeah which I think as I think this this shipping. shows off
1: the eccentricities of especially Lane Staley's voice like his voice is crazy yeah it's way cool and All this one's right. wacky yep man in the box pretty much beginning to end just stank stanky dope yeah dope stuff i love his voice that's a great oh, good song yeah um i mean great like lyrics not necessarily like meaningful lyrics but just like lyrics that get the point across that, that like this is going to be a dark dark song yeah from sure. a dark band they're in your face um and i mean i think I was reading a little bit of the, the recording that the use of a talk box on the guitar. Yeah. Was came about later in the recording? Cause, uh, I guess the producer was like getting to the studio one day and was listening and um, living on a prayer. by Bon Jovi came on the radio, he's like, "That's what we need." Oh, interesting. And they came in, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna put a talk box on that guitar and see what happens." I would and, never. Yeah. And bon I wouldn't Jovi. think that. Yeah. I would exactly. Never like, That's that what I, I want to do. Something like that. That's like nah. nah, nah. Let's do anything besides that. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I'm okay with it on the song. <laughs> I actually think I think talk boxes are kind of interesting. Um, I, there's a couple of them witches songs. These talk boxes.
0: Yeah, very strange, very strange idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool stuff. Um, yeah, man of the box, a good, good, drop down, boom, straight into that sucker.
1: Yeah. Do, um uh what what genre do you fit these guys in? Um, it's well, I don't well, know. It's hard to genres. say because I
0: feel like they they come out of this grunge kind of. Sure, but it's not as grungy as like Nirvana would be. Sure, it's 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 a little little, more hard rocky. Yeah, and like more punky. Okay, in my mind, I feel like it's more punk. Okay, then maybe not that song, but we'll probably listen to some more. That okay,
1: yeah. I think I think one of the biggest things that I um, kind of learned a little more about this week in listening was how to be heavy without being heavy. There were lots of songs that um, they'd start off. instrumentally very very soft and okay. as the song progressed i would think oh this is a really heavy song but then i kind of realize like wait it's not heavy in the sense of like heavy metal where it's very distorted guitars big drums fat bass it's just dark okay and it kind of reminded me of a quote i think the quote was from um tom morello he's talking about recording acoustic music and he was like when i started picking up this acoustic guitar I got reminded of like old Woody Guthrie songs, old Bob Dylan songs, things like that. And he's like, some of the lyrical content of this is so so dark. Yeah, much darker than a lot of metal bands. You know what I mean? A lot of metal bands will sing about getting drunk and yeah, and you know doing drugs, and that's heavy. But, but like, when you're talking about like depression, and especially Woody Guthrie's life, like living during the Dust Bowl, like things were tough everywhere. Yeah. And it's like that's when you really got some depressing dark music when your life is is that extreme. Um, and like a lot of this kind of remind me of that when they're in their more acoustic stuff that they do later. But I don't know. I think it's a very interesting band. I think Jerry Cantrell is one of the most underrated guitar players ever. I think his his tones are amazing. And I think he has a really good – also a great, great background singer. A lot of the uh, melodies are, or harmonies are him. Um, hmm. And I think he's a great singer. Yeah.
2: I
0: and
1: do. just great, great musician. Yeah, he's definitely underrated.
0: Cool, cool dude. Let's keep, let's keep cruising. That's let's cool. see what this next one is. Next one's I Can't Remember. Oof. Same one. This
1: is my, this is my biggest new one. Like, I, I never heard it before this, oh, before this week. Okay. And it's like my biggest discovery this week is this like All right, here we go. <laughs> I think, um first of all, first thing I just point out, that bass is so fat and it's like beyond simple. I would call it like dead simple where it's it's one note for the you know, the majority of the verse is just big held out. Yeah. It's just the right tone. And I think that's one thing, um, both in teaching and in playing, I, I'm constantly reminded of like how much time should we put into finding the right tones. Yeah, tones are cool. Tones are important. I mean like think about like um any any song almost like if you took any one of the instruments and give it a, a different tone it's it's a vastly different experience listening to it um and even even like if you change it just a little bit yeah like if you just add a little bit too much dirt a little too little dirt or too much delay too much reverb whatever it's like it totally changes the the mix, and that's what you're listening to. That's what the, I mean. The sound waves in your ear, it's just the, the totality of all these the mix, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's an interesting thing. It's not, it's not about what you play, it's about how it sounds. Yeah,
0: and ways. I think that's it's a, it's instead of being like how you play it, it's how it, I think how it sounds, is, yeah, is because it is a kind of I don't know, it's th- to say that it's not always about what you play but how it sounds that's the the idea is that yeah you still got it's it's still kind of about what you're playing sure I mean that's a but, part of it but that's that's the if that's, you hit, that's the how it sounds part yeah though. if you hit an F sharp
1: and you're supposed to be hitting an F yeah it's like okay yeah. it's gonna and sound weird up uh but and like, it sounds weird yeah it's like how does it sound how yeah. does it sound but if you hit the F and your tone's wrong it still sounds just as weird it's just it's, in a different way well
0: it's the idea like the metal heads kind of just like the technicality of what they're doing sure. <laughs> yeah of course and it's like Yeah, it's not that's a trick. Yeah, yeah, it's not hooking you because it's not. He's playing some crazy stuff, but it's it. How's it sound? And you know, does it sound? And not everybody. It's it's not very pleasing to the ear to most people. Yeah. Yes. So, but yeah, this stuff I feel like it's got its own little niche.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, the drum. Those drum beats were kind of some of the wacky. Yeah. Uh huh. And I think that's something that comes about in my experience after you've played together as a band for a little bit, if you're willing to experiment a little bit, we'll get a little weird. Yeah. Sometimes you'll find these little like kind of things that aren't rhythmically correct, quote unquote, but like they fit. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Rage Against the Machine recently too. And they have a lot of stuff like that too, where like I'll be listening to the song and then 30 seconds later, I'm like, wait, this part of the song is now totally different rhythmically. And I couldn't tell you where the, where it bridged that gap, but somehow they did. And it sounded, I didn't notice it. so it obviously sounded fine. Um, and the same thing like this, like this one stuck out a little bit more to me, like when the drums started like kind of rolling rather than pulsing. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay, I guess it's a little different, but it, you know, in the end it, it resolved and it sounded great. Yep. Once again, great vocal performance. Um, I think what what secured it for me when I was listening to this through the first time was that very last line before that, like the, the, the it says, I am alive, but before that it says the word bleed and it hits a super high note. And I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like I was not expecting it. Yeah. And he just holds it out. And I was like, "Dang, that sounded great." So, um, yeah, he's got he's got great control of his voice. His his once again his tones as well. He has such a great control of like when it's, that makes it makes sound super nasally, but also like heavy. Yeah. Like I mean, in "Man in the Box," in that it's yeah, like yeah. so nasally. Um. But yeah, it fits. And then, otherwise, he you knows how to really yell. You know, he shows both of those off in Man in the Box, and this one has some of those books as well. So I just think, I think he was a great vocalist, and uh, I don't know if we'll get into it now or what, but uh, he died on your birthday as well. He did. It's interesting. You were eight? Yeah, that's what it said.
0: 2008. No, 2002. You were eight. I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, in 2002, I was eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died on April 5th, too. Just like Kirk
1: Cobain. Yeah. So. But
0: I was alive, obviously. for that. Yes,
1: you were not him reincarnate. Mm-hmm. In any sense of the word Yeah
0: With the As far as the As far as the, the Hindis Yeah for sure in, is, is, is believed to be yeah. yeah no he died Yeah he died on That's a Significant day apparently I wanna mm-hmm. know I wanna know who I else I looked is. through
1: uh, I looked through some of the other people No other musicians that I recognized No mathematicians Those are the only people I would recognize As mathematicians and musicians So
0: yes. Yeah I mean I don't know it'll we'll check this out. Let's play the next song Yeah let's do it Um Rooster Is it? Yeah, Rooster's next. And this is yeah, this is my old favorite. Yeah, this is still my favorite. Maybe. Yeah, this is a this is a great song. Um, Yes, this is Rooster.
1: Yeah, I, I mean i would say tonally some of the really just great craftsmanship tone like making tones on every instrument of that song did you read this what i pulled up um the about the the recording of this album yeah yeah insane so yeah i didn't i didn't know this until just now um but like i think it shows i think i'd say as far as i understand talking hearing like different um commentators can you check the recording real quick Okay, got it. Sorry, making sure it looked like it was messed up. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so um, I feel like this album is kind of regarded as their masterpiece. Okay. Um, it's it's so dark. Yeah. Well, that he um, said said. Yeah, and and uh, yeah. So you, I mean, if you want to read that, Um the engineer Brian Carlstrom. Carlstrom. It's Carlstrom. Um, He's talking about the, the shrine. Dude, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lane um, Staley built like no, a recording built booth
0: a shrine. In the recording booth with candles, a picture of The Last Supper, and a dead puppy in a jar. Mm-hmm. And he said it was scary. I tried not to go back there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So definitely, like, in some ways, almost like method acting. You know what I mean? Like Heath Ledger status of where, like, you try to get into the the role you're playing mm-hmm. and try to live it. And, you know, in, in some ways, trying to live the story you're trying to tell through the album. Um, just darkness. And actually, this song specifically is kind of about his dad as well his dad i think was a vietnam vet mm. um and he, i mean I, I if you can find this i'll, I'll have my, my memory as best i can but um he kind of talked about how growing up his dad was pretty distant just because of having seen the atrocities of um vietnam and so the song is kind of like a way to connect with his dad um talking about like you know being in this in this uh foreign land and fighting a war that in in some ways is, is pretty messed up and like being the rooster and be like, I guess the rooster is supposed to like talk about his dad specifically, but also like the napalm trails Mm -hmm. when they would drop, you know, written napalm, um, on those forests and, uh, kind of like a, like a rooster tail in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I think some of the, some of the imagery is so cool on this. Like, um, my buddy's my buddy's breathing his his dying breath, like those those some dark dark ideas. You know what I mean? Trying trying to make it more personable rather than just this war that's going on. Yeah, dark dude. Yeah, sound like
0: he's a very dark man. Mm-hmm. They called the it morbid. Yeah, macabre. The, the most well, no, they were the, the, the most morbid band, band of the grind Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Morbid. What an interesting word.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The the morbs. You ever heard that term? I got the morbs. Mm-mm. I think it's like, a, it's an old, uh, old English f- turn of phrase, but yeah, I got the morbs. It's like, I'm sad. I'm blue. I got the morbs feeling morbid
0: An unhealthful, unhealthy interest in disturbing and unpleasant subjects. Mm hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I could, I mean, but definitely dark. So, but all power to him, <laughs> you know, let's play the next song too. So it's wood question mark. Wood. Wood. Yeah. Wood. Wood.
1: And, uh, same album, right? So on dirt. Yep.
0: Yep, we're going to still. I think these are like the two big singles from the South, if I remember right. Yeah, I think so too. And killer stuff. So here we go.
1: Super cool. I feel like it's just a one and done sort of thing. It's, it's oh, sorry. There yeah. we go. Yeah, but like it's like almost like it ended before I even knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Why'd you pick it? Um, I I love the the
0: breakup or one of my, it into the chorus. Really, that's really that's mm-hmm. it's a very powerful chorus. Yeah, it's really cool. Good good hooks. Yeah, it's good it's good vocal. I feel like the vocal performance is always what what's kind of like yeah that's that's what we're looking for. That's what I like. That's mm-hmm. what I like hearing. But really good. Um, really good drummer.
1: Oh yeah, it is stupid good drummer. Sean Kenny's his name. Yeah, give him some credit where it's due. Yeah, he's, he's he's really good,
0: really really good. So that's that's always fun to listen to that. I love I love the drums and the mm-hmm. bass is really good. And the next song I think is gonna really sell it out for me. This is my favorite. That's the next song is my favorite song for sure. Always coming back to it. I feel cool. like it's yeah I listen to it a lot. Yeah, I was
1: gonna I was gonna pick this one if you didn't. So. Yeah,
0: so. Pretty killer But the This to me Is just the essence Of a really Really good song um, Wood And Nutshells The next one okay.
1: But yeah I mean There's there's no extra fat They trimmed all the fat right. Off that one Yeah it's great mm-hmm. Um No guitar solo Right Did you hear one I d- Yeah it yeah, yeah, Was there? a guitar solo Okay I must have just Been like Lost in the sauce I don't know Yeah yeah I yeah, didn't the know one. it Um I was remembering Where I was um, Where I was gonna go I was gonna ask you I like this question sometimes to see what, how you um, perceive these bands. Uh, of all the bands we covered, who, who do you feel like they would play with? Like, who would be a good tour? With these guys? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Band of Skulls. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um,
1: hmm. Maybe Kaleo. Really? Very interesting. Um, see, so Kaleo to me, I feel like is much too poppy, but but it's interesting you say that. Because I mean these guys, they both have some blues element. You know, I mean a lot of Jerry Control's solos are very blues based. Yep. Um But maybe I feel like is a little more too atmospheric. They got too a little too much of a plucky
0: I don't know. Yeah resonator I don't know. sound. Yeah, I don't know. So like I was gonna say
1: more like Mastodon All the Witches mm. is more like what I hear that the the booking of that bill as. Yeah. Or maybe even like Mastodon um, and then like a punk, punkier band or covered like the Wonder Years, which is maybe less, maybe less. So that's more pop punk, but whatever. maybe in my just
0: perfect world, <laughs> um, this is as heavy as I want the concert to get. Okay. So this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah is I don't like, want to go okay. to see these guys and then see Mastodon. Mastodon. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, okay, gosh. that's too much.
1: I, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I guess. Yeah. You do have to think about like who is the opener in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who eases your ears into it and Kaleo would be a good one for that. For sure.
0: Yeah, these guys have to play last, I think. Yeah. I would think that would be the smart way to do it.
1: Yeah. But hey, whatever. I'm all about it. Okay. But yeah, I like I like to pick your brain on that kind of
0: thing. Yeah. No, I'm happy to share. But yes, let's play the next song. Okay. Cause, nutshell. Yeah, nutshell. This is all about the um the drums are super cool. Cool. I love how late the drums come in. Okay. Um, and listen to where the the they gradually push everything in too. So it starts with the guitar. Okay. Um Then the bass comes in, then the drums come in at the same time as the voice comes in. Check your memory. Here we go. It's really cool. Here we go.
1: That is like the perfect example of what I was talking about earlier of like something that is soft instrumentally. Yep. But yeah, so heavy. Mm-hmm. Like the vast majority of that song is super acoustic, and the drums. I, I was reading it, it might have been played with brushes. They were in the studio. They were very uh, like open to experimenting with different types of cool. drumsticks and things like that, and um, and they got a really interesting sound out of it. Um, it sounds like it came out of a pretty like rough time in their lives. Yeah,
2: I can so imagine what happened as
1: they they got back from tour playing a huge tour of following dirt and um on that tour they'd fired their bassist because i guess he was getting too into drugs which is pretty crazy to think about that, considering lane staley's yeah uh, whole life um but they, they hired the bassist from ozzy osborne and that's who recorded that this is his first album that he recorded on um and basically they said they, they got home from the tour had been evicted because they haven't been paying rent <laughs> Um, and they were just living in this in the studio basically and recording like eighteen hour days, they said. Wow. The whole album was recorded in a week. Wow. Yeah. And um That's crazy. Yeah. And they said they were like they were so open to doing whatever they could to make this like get the sound they wanted to of four guys recording an album. They said like that's what we want it to be like, four guys getting together and putting out whatever we we could. It's dope. Kind of ready. Just like individualism is what they said. That was one of the big things of this album and I think that that song fits that. It's it's very it's very different from everything we've listened to so far. Yeah, but uh, dude, it's killer. That's oh, like yeah. the best. Yeah, that's yeah, It's
0: my favorite. song. And it,
1: it is way good. Building intro, that bass is sweet when it comes in. Well, and then we can't hear very
0: well on the speaker, but like in my car, um, that kick drum dude is really? thumping. Really, it's so cool. That's it's rad. Like, it's definitely the horsepower. Cool. You know? That drums really... When the drums really come in the, in my car, it's like, oh, yeah, that's...
1: That's sweet. Yeah, the thump. It's like the whole car stunk. Sh- yeah. You know, it's dope. Oh, and also it was recorded on uh, tape. Whole album. I can imagine. Sounds mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. So that's that's his feet in and of itself.
0: Yeah, damn. They don't do it like... And I think you capture a lot of cool stuff.
1: Sure. Doing stuff on
0: tape like that because of the...
1: I don't buy into all the the... Woo, woo, bullshit of of recording on tape, but I buy into some of it. I think there are certain things you can only get on tape. I think it's the mindset that kind of turns people into that. I definitely, I definitely believe that. It's like if you are dead set on recording to tape, you know you got to have your chops down. And yeah, and it's like there, there ain't no pushing and pulling a, a, a strum. You know, five milliseconds to be in, in time. Yeah, nobody's lazy on tape. Mm-hmm. That's
0: valid. So that's where I yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I sit. But hey. It's all good, so yeah. Then then Lane State was yes gone Lane he dies. Well, 95, 95, They release another thing, and I'm assuming that's his stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, because then after that, Allison Change stopped. They didn't unplug in ninety six, but that would have been earlier recorded earlier.
1: Yeah, th- yeah, and that's that is with him. And also, I would like to point out the r- rooster on that album is so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, back when Unplugged was cool, right? That was yeah, back day. when it was cool. Um, and I think I think that was once again Lane Daly's last performance, just like Kurt Cobain's. If I, I, if like I remember it. right, yeah. You made
0: these guys did deals with the devil.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be MTV Unplugged is the devil. That's mm-hmm. our
0: conspiracy theory. MTV Unplugged. That's funny. We went on a tangent last night because um, it was my birthday. Um. Zeppelin the Led Zeppelin one was released on my birthday. I did that on purpose. The, the our podcast. Okay. I th- I think
1: I think you said Led Zeppelin one. No no no. Like, no, 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 no,
0: no okay, no. gotcha. No no no. The Zeppelin uh podcast we did recorded, I, I released on my birthday because I could. And um so this is gonna come out later. But for the reference back, it's just what's today, the seventh, right? Yeah, so it's two days after my birthday and we went to a basketball game yesterday too, and Chandler and I hung out Chandler Connor, my Utah State friends, and Chandler went on this huge tangent about the con- this conspiracy of, of the government controlling music since the sixties and it was pretty <sighs> funny. But like that's this you get into this kind of realm with the MTV unplugged in sure. the nineties and this weird of like coincidental and people getting murdered or just I, yeah. I,
1: the, the vast majority of my downtime, especially when I'm going to bed when I like when I'm laying in bed trying to go to bed yeah I listen to youtubers debunking conspiracies and and dunking on conspiracy theorists yeah just making fun of them and I think that stuff is so funny dude I I think the like I guess what I, I'm really interested in like the mindset that gets you into thinking something has to be a conspiracy and there's no more logical explanation behind some phenomenon happening. And I feel like the the real root of it, in my understanding, is that like if you think the world has to have some sort of meaning, it's almost like it's there it's too coincidental to be a coincidence. Yeah. And it's like, no, like it, it really can just be a coincidence. There's no reason why it isn't. You know what I mean? Of like mm-hmm. like, let's just take a dumb example of semi recent. Let's like the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Yeah. Like, is it possible that he was murdered yeah duh like of course it is like does that mean it has to be the truth no and it's like of course when you get evidence for it sure like i'm, yeah. I'm down to, to do that but when somebody's like no it's it's too crazy to be true it's like okay well then find the evidence dog yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well um he would we uh the laurel canyon i don't know i didn't i didn't know what it was until last night but it's a like a little place in santa monica okay um but like a lot of famous people had house is there okay. it's close to hollywood like sure. jim morrison did right but that's okay. the whole day is he's talking about you know jim morrison's dad was in the navy and yeah 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 and, and it goes like into cool. this rabbit hole of and life. all this stuff adds up to nothing so sorry, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah dude. it's so funny Dies at 27 and the doors were government funded and it's so funny yeah I sure i guess so and, dog yeah, have fun with like, like that <laughs> Just dying thinking about it, but this guy, right? Who's this? Was this who is? Who are you saying this? It, his dad was in the military, right? Lane Staley's dad. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you so, go. I mean, so dude, he's so obviously it must belt. be it must be the truth. Yeah, the government funded Alice in Chains, and and then he had to
1: sell his soul. Yeah, uh-huh. yep. He sold they were soul they were they double. were teaching the youth to rebel so they could use it as a psyop.
0: Yeah, that's what they talk about Laurel Canyon being too, and people getting murdered and yeah, whatever. But pretty funny, just like it's just it, you know, I feel like when you're um, throwing shit against the wall. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, that must be true. Yeah, some of it sticks. Um. Yeah, dude. Allison changed though. Should we keep? Should we keep? Last one, last Yeah. One? So, so
1: we got their new new singer, William Duval. Yeah, William Duval. And what's not weird, is, as honest, honest, okay, not, not my guy. And like, I chose a song that I think shows how. In what ways he's the same, what ways he's different than Lane Staley? I feel like his voice fits. Like if I was if I was Jerry Kentrell and I, I think uh the drummer is still the same guy as all this the whole time. Um, if I was them and my singer just killed himself, I would if I was gonna look for a new singer to keep going, I'd probably be like, you know what, let's find somebody that sounds similar. In some ways to pay homage to him, but in some ways to it, may, it makes sense writing. You know what I mean? Like if you're, yeah. if you're used to writing in certain keys and certain singing style yep. and it's like, let's find some guy that sings similar, um, to, that we know it'll fit in the mix too. Um, and what's weird is like when I was looking at William Duvall, like I couldn't find too many big, like he wasn't a member of a big band before that. So I don't like, I don't know if they knew him like personally or you know how they found this guy or if their producer was like, Oh yeah, we know this other dude yeah. sounds kind of similar. I have no idea. I, I tried to find out. I couldn't find anything. So, but I think, but I think they found a good singer. Do I think if he had been the original singer, they would have been big? No, I think that's what Lane Stewart's contribution is. Is like it said, hits his dark personality that really cemented their their fame. He got some dark lyrics, yeah, great singer, and that allowed them to have this stardom. And then William Duvall, I think, fits well enough to keep them going.
0: Yeah, good way to it's good, good way to think about it. But yeah, that's that's um, let's listen to it. Let's yeah, this one's called the next Private Hell. Private hell from two thousand nine. Black gives way to blue no. Blue gives way to black. That's just called Black blue. gives way to blue. Oh yeah, right. Yep. But private <coughs> hell.
2: i yeah.
1: like he's singing karaoke to lane staley okay in in the I least offensive that. way possible like you i i feel like if i had joined a band that was as big as alice and chains with a singer as like this monolith of singing like lane staley i would want to emulate everything he'd done as well you know what i mean it's kind of like sure like um one of the really good examples i think of is queen okay they're now touring with adam lambert as their singer Interesting, and I'm like, imagine being hired to to sing to replace Freddie Mercury. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. Crazy. It's like,
1: what are you gonna do, like Adam Lambert? Yeah, like, how, is, he, how, is he the uh, American? He's, yeah, he's American Idol. Yeah, and like, yeah, like he has a great voice, but like, if you've been singing uh Bohemian Rhapsody your entire life, how are you not gonna sing like Freddie Mercury? You know what I mean? Sure. Like your whole life, you've been emulating his his vocal style just by singing the song. And I, you know, I guess if you're if you're a good singer, you can probably force yourself to shy away from certain singing styles if you really wanted to. But like, our fans gonna be happy with that. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I th- I think he's a good singer and he fits the fits the bill. But Is I, I get what you're saying. I think it's a money grab. Sure, I feel that. So, but I mean, all power to him. Yeah, they make as long as they're having fun making
0: the music. Cool with me. Yep. For shizzle whizzles, but yeah, that was Alice in Chains, bro. Yo your hat turned sideways so i feel like i gotta say yo yo yeah gangster
2: mm-hmm.
0: um let's go to laurel canyon let's do it
1: yeah well your pick right your pick yep, next I'm week next and now we're going soft softy ray la montagne ray ray of the
0: mountain ray la montagne ray of the mountain
2: mm-hmm.
1: sweet super cool
0: well, better be. Anything else you want to say about Alice and chains? Nah,
1: dude, I f- I, f- I feel like I got hit by a chain, and yeah. Alice.
0: Yeah, dude. I hope, dude. Alice, I'll let Alice hit me with a chain. Sure, whoever that is. But word, okay. Next week. Thanks for thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs> um,
2: step up and grab your prize. Yeah. yeah, you guys are great. We'll see you later. Bye.